What's up, everyone? We're here on Fishbowl, Episode 3 with Connor Grieb. Connor, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Awesome. So let's go ahead and get started right away. Great. So, Connor, tell me about what it is you do in the realm of search engine optimization. So for me, I kind of I got started with search engine optimization uh, when I came to Grove City um, about my second year um, at school here. Um, got connected with Professor Sweet, and then he kind of walked me through what it looks like to optimize a website. And so as I spent more and more time optimizing different pages on sites, um, I quickly developed this love for search engine optimization. I know it's kind of weird, but I, uh, I absolutely love doing it. it it's... Uh, it's something that you see the results not immediately, but you see it on Google within the next, like a week or two. And so to see those results and to see how it impacts business, I think, is something that um, really helps uh, me to be passionate about it as well. So. For sure. And Connor, I can only imagine throughout that week, you're probably refreshing the, the Google page all the time, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, it's sometimes it's a little depressing when you have to go to page three to find something, but... You know, as uh, as you know, time goes on and you kind of learn the process and what it looks like, what the Google bots are looking for in terms of search engine optimization. Um, it just, it's really, it's something special to actually see it come to fruition, to see it on that first page. Absolutely. So for some of our fishbowl audience that might not know, what is search engine optimization? So search engine optimization is when you take a web page and you optimize that page for one specific term. And so then that term is a term that is something that you would type into Google in the search. Um, and once you hit search, that term, if it's search, will most likely pop up in that range. And depending on how relevant your website is and how often you post content and how optimized it truly is um, in terms of links and other things, um, that really determines kind of how high or low you are on that page. So, I mean, obviously the whole goal is to be as high as you possibly can be to be recognized in an organic way um, with search. Absolutely. That's sweet. So, so far you've actually built a clientele uh, through starting your own business, which revolves around search engine optimization. Tell us about, you know, your first client, you went through a search engine optimization class with one of our professors here. You learned a little bit, but how did you get that first client? Hmm. So for me, um, the first client actually came through my aunt who works out of um, a permanent makeup company. And wow. so as wild as that sounds. Um, Is that like tattoos? Yeah, it's permanent tattoos, um, and it's and so they they work out of the South Hills, and so I um I connected with them and and just after meeting once and kind of looking at their website and kind of giving them a report as to what I could improve on their site, they hired me um, to work full time for them, and uh, in managing their website, and so for me that was a huge confidence boost. It was a way of validating that the information that I have is. And that it benefits their business. And so as time went on, uh, we've been able to increase their customers and increase the number of users that are on their website. And I think that's just another way of validating that search engine optimization and what I had to offer. Um, it was a great opportunity through my aunt. I'm thankful that she gave me the opportunity. I was able to kind of walk her through some different things 
holiday events and things like that. And so having that time and that ability to share with her in a safe way um, and how I could improve the site or things I would do differently or what's this guy doing that, that maybe I could change and, and do in a better way or pay a little bit less to beat him out on price, um, I was able to kind of display that to them and That's fascinating. You know, they say that these great opportunities come to you, which turns into a success, whether it be a smaller or bigger success, through pepper, through preparation and luck, right? The two of those are a very great combination for success. I can really see that kind of occurring with, you know, your first client, and you really took advantage of it. So what sort of value after you optimized their website did they get from it in terms of leads in terms of you know contacts and such, so when I initially started managing their site, um, I started uh, in like my first day was October first of twenty sixteen, and so I spent time just going through and re-optimizing all of the different pages for terms that were relevant to what was being purchased. And so. By doing that, it took a little bit of time for the Google bots to recognize, okay, all the pages have been changed just slightly. They're focused on different keywords that we were actually searching for. And so then what we ended up seeing was she's always sold, um, the, the one that runs the, the Native Company, um, has always sold gift cards at the end of every year uh, for the holidays. And so she typically sees anywhere from five to $6,000 gift cards being sold. Wow. But throughout my time there, um, her, my first year, like the first three months there, she was able to see an increase um, of up to $8,000 gift cards. And then this most recent year was closer to ten dollars or $11,000. So That's incredible. It's, it's cool to see kind of, I mean, obviously she's growing her business in other ways, not just online, but it's cool to see and be a part of kind of that process of seeing her go to That's kind of the goal um, that I had and, and for her business, and it's cool to see that kind of play out and how it benefits her company in the long run. Absolutely. What sort of fulfillment does it give you to see these numbers pumping out from part of your work? For me, it's just it can, it's that word validation. It's kind of validating the fact that what I'm doing is working and continue to do that, but also continue to research and figure out how things are changing as time goes on. Google algorithm changes all the time. And so making sure that if there is a change, that we're working with that change and, and making sure that we stick with white hat SEO. So keeping things honest, not going black hat and doing things that um, are maybe a little bit under the table. Not so what what is black hacking? So black hat SEO is... Um, oh, uh, uh, no, it's Okay. <laughs> Uh, Black Hat SEO is uh, things from, so it's pretty much creating things on a page that only the Google bot can see, but that you and I as the user can't see. So for example, I have a basketball website, and on that basketball website I have a page about basketballs. But there's a picture of a basketball on that page. But the alt text on the back of that picture says football. Well, Google looks at that picture and they can't tell what the picture is. All they can see is the alt text behind the picture. And so 
what you're trying to do is optimize the picture that's a basketball. And so doing things like that on the back end of a website where the user sees one thing, but the Google bot sees something else. And Google's getting better and better at cracking down on this. I mean, people will take um, text and they'll make it the same color as the background to optimize the page for a term that isn't even there. Wow. Or, or they'll make text, they'll put text on a page with a font of zero. And so the bot sees the text because it's coded into the back end of the website. But as far as it goes for like us as a user, we, we can't see that. And so that's where that's Black Hat. It's completely against Google's get doing a good job now of penalizing websites for that. But if you think back to the early 2000s, people would also load pages with links. So when you go to the bottom of a page, you see like 30, 40 links. And Google's gotten to the point now where they're looking at links that seem irrelevant to what the post is talking about or not. Well, I mean, Google wants to display the best content they possibly can. And so, because it represents them. And so, if the content's bad, they're going to penalize you for it, and they'll drop you down. And so, that's why it's it's kind of it's this game you're playing with the bots where it's like, okay, how much can I optimize a page in an honest way where they're not going to penalize me for it? And so, even just that is kind of a battle. Um, and, and there's no right or wrong answer, and it's when you kind of play with it and figure out, okay, what's our best formula? highest result in the search the search results. that's incredible i didn't even know black hatting was a thing mm -hmm. but as you were explaining it with such clarity it really gave me an idea as to just how smart and clever some people can be in a negative way of course but just fascinating stuff i'm, I'm kind of like shocked right now that people actually <laughs> do that it's uh but you'd be surprised. I mean, even if you just take and if you see a lot of white space on a website, if you just take and highlight over that space, a lot of times you'll actually see text because if you highlight it, it, sh it like creates a different color over the text or the background. Yeah. You'll be able to see exactly what people have typed in there. Um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. So it really depends. For the most part, it's just because they're trying to optimize a page for a certain term. So I think the newest algorithm coming out in March of this year uh, is really going to crack down on that. Uh, Google had a whole bunch of issues over in, uh, in Europe over the past year in terms of paying too much attention to what people are searching and, and giving people different results that weren't exactly the best. They were feeding results in that people had paid ads for and and. So they're going to be cracking down in the United States. Bottom line, it's going to get uh, better for the user in terms of cracking down on people that do that. Google um, will be coming much more firm with that. Wow. We really got pretty micro with talking about SEO. That's really cool. I appreciate all the value. <laughs> Sweet. So I guess let's take a step back. What's the name of your business? So my business is SEO Vineyard is what it's called process behind that is that a lot of what comes from search engine optimization value um, is derived from links. And it's links from other websites to yours. Specifically, those links are the best. When you link out to other websites, it's not as beneficial. But when other sites recommend yours, there's a huge value with that. And so um, SEO Vineyard, the thought process is a search engine optimization vineyard. And my thought 
vineyards, you have all these different lines of grapes and, and whatever you whatever you grow. So the thought process with this is Jesse is then having them in Mexico a way to best get information. That's fascinating. So what sort of websites have you had uh, linked to your client's website in the past that has really kind of raised your SEO ranking? So um, with the cosmetics website specifically, had several different interviews with different news stations in the area. And so something I always mention is if you're ever going to do an interview with these different news stations, you need to make sure that they stick to a link to the website in that post that they put out. Because often, because the news sites post so frequently, they have a lot of relevance and value because people go to those sites to read that article. And so anytime they recommend something, it boosts the value that Google sees in terms of um, what's going on. So ESPN puts a story out there about this prodigy uh, basketball player, going back to my basketball example, then it's going to boost that website up in terms of its value because Google sees a very relevant uh, website and it's linking to a website that maybe doesn't have as much um, That's fascinating. So you were able to grow all the way from this permanent makeup company. By the way, did they get to the first page? They did. Yeah. Awesome. First, first, uh, first website on the first page. Um, That's fantastic. So that's where we're at right now. Obviously, it can change, but really, then it's the goal of trying to make it so that a whole bunch of different terms. You're that first result, first page. It's easy to get there with like one or two if it's a more long tail. Permanent makeup Pittsburgh. It's a pretty specific term. It's a little bit harder to get that than if you go like um, top permanent makeup artist in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Long tail thing. It's easier to get that because less people are searching for that specifically. So, um, yeah. So it's a fun to see for sure. In each of those terms, are they handled in an individual basis, or do they somewhat go together whenever you're optimizing, say, makeup, uh, the word? Sometimes, the, so things have adjusted as time's gone on. Typically, in the past, the way it's been is that you could only optimize a page for one term each. Now it's starting to adjust to the point where you can optimize it for several terms. So you want to try to say things that within a post that highlight different terms that people search for. So if we're going back to the basketball example, maybe I say basketball shoes, basketball basketball hoops um, or like things like that within a post so that then those terms are also relevant eventually you kind of have to focus on one but if you have several different pictures on a website you can optimize the alt-text behind those pictures for the different terms and kind of address things that way um, and then just having links for all those texts so fascinating it's all in the words yeah yeah and then i mean internal and external linking so mm -hmm. Wow. Parts within the site. And so, I mean, it's a pretty big site. And so, managing that and making sure that all of those links are going to the proper location. Google looks at that and goes, wow, that's a lot of links. But a lot of H1 text, the size of the text. 
And so all of that just benefits serving and teaching. That's fascinating. So you worked for this permanent makeup company. How long were they your only client for? began managing her site um, at the same time my dad's a chiropractor and so i was always always managing his site to some extent um his site was kind of a practice site so yes like my first client was the permanent makeup site but then you know the court reporting site came on and then having um my dad's site is kind of like a backup just to practice on was kind of nice um Never did anything that was too far gone that I couldn't fix with his site, which is always a good thing. But that's kind of how it all started. Um, from there, added, uh, well, I built the website for uh, Grove City Christian Academy. It's a, it's a local Christian school, not too far from Grove City College here. Um, and so I got to kind of work with that. I didn't optimize that site um, as much as I probably could have. Uh, but it was more like we just wanted to get the site up and running current site so we want to get a good site up and going and so just transfer the content as best you can and we'll work on the their whole goal was just to get it up and going so got that going and so i worked for them still and then um, uh, i also work for um, a company Managing their site for two different locations. So what does it look like to optimize a site that has a location in two different spots, in two different places in the world? And how do you optimize that and not confuse Google at the same time? That can be a little bit tricky. Um, but just kind of working through that, it's a little bit of a learning curve for me as well. But at the same time, there's a lot of content out there that can help you out with some different things. And so for anybody listening, feel free to look up and search different things. I watch a lot of different videos on YouTube to kind of advance maybe questions I have or try to work through different challenges that I have. And so that can be just a great resource um, in those classes. Fascinating. So you're somewhat self-taught when you get to the most more advanced levels. And all this stuff's out there on YouTube for free for you to look up. also has a, uh, a forum so wordpress is like uh 26 percent of websites in the in the internet are wordpress and so I'll, they have like this forum is they, that what you use wordpress so yeah for the most part i recommend using wordpress it's i would argue it's the best platform in terms of what you can do with it um and the ability to customize different things um but as far as their platform and what they have, they don't have a help like phone number to call. They have a massive form or a forum. And so people will post questions on there and different professionals will respond. And so if you ever have something that's just way far out there, most likely somebody's asked the question in the forum. And so that's, that's a good place to go um, as well. Fascinating. So a lot of just online research to be done in your field. For sure. I mean, sometimes you just get like, uh, with the uh, court reporting site, um, there was a 
an edit that I had to make on the site. And for whatever reason, even when I made the edit correctly, it wasn't working. And after a whole bunch of research and taking time to figure out what was going on, realized that uh, the cache had built up in the website. And pretty much what the cache does is it, it, it helps the computer to where you went within the site, it helps it to load faster is essentially what it does. Um, and so as time goes on, that cache, if you make a small update, doesn't recognize the update on the site. And so I had to clear the cache on the website, and then I was able to see the update. But there was nobody around to tell me, oh, you just have to clear the cache and then this edit will come. So that's a pretty specific uh, response there. Yeah. I mean, like, just weird things like that. Nobody's going to tell you how to fix it. You kind of have to... It's like a strategy, complex video game somewhat. Exactly. <laughs> now, it's even somewhat kind of like coding, right? What similarities do you, or differences, you know, do you see with with the, with both of those? Coding, I, I don't like to get into coding that much. Um, but at the same time, I'm happy to do it. I think a lot of times if you have a template or something to work with, that helps a lot when it comes to coding. Um Sometimes if somebody asks you to do something really specific that a theme on WordPress doesn't allow you to do, then you have to code it. And so kind of working through that, sometimes you can find different snippets of code online that you can plug in. Um, you can also find it through the theme. But it just it kind of takes time. What I've always learned is with WordPress specifically, you can preview a page before you actually see it. And so I'll make the adjustment and hit preview and check it. And if it's not working right, then I just delete the page and restart. I go back to the page and reset wherever it was. So that's the nice thing about the preview feature is it kind of takes that risk of, oh, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And am I going to hurt the site or is it really going to be okay? I had, a, I had this one site I managed. or So I worked for a company. It was called linkglobalbiz.com. And we launched, um, it helps businesses expand internationally. And I made a mistake with one of the plugins whenever I updated it. It didn't work with the current version on WordPress whenever I updated the plugin. And so it caused 400 pages to crash. Wow. So, I mean, like, there are ways to get out of it if you make a huge mistake like that. Um, we ended up reaching out to the person who was hosting the website, and he ended up just resetting us through that plugin. Mm -hmm. um, and so that worked out well. Now... He did it in five minutes. He reset us. Five to ten minutes. And typically it'll take two to three days to fix it. But this guy, we were able to just clear it. So. Wow. So, I mean, you can, you can always get out of a situation as long as you have it backed up and saved. And that's what we have. So. How frustrating is it whenever you make an error or whenever something goes wrong that you're trying to fix? Oh, it's uh, it's not the greatest thing. I mean, anytime you make a mistake, whether it's WordPress or pit in your stomach you get a oh man like how am i gonna fix this like i'm not gonna get there right now that's mm. not exactly the greatest feeling but at the same time you know you work through it and it's you spend more and more time in the field you can rec you can recommend or reach out to different people who mm. you know who might know more than you do in that area and can help walk you through how to fix it and so that's the key is okay if i really am stuck who am i going to reach out to and how do i get more people who are going to be willing to help Absolutely. And how much is it going to cost? <laughs> yeah. so. Helps never free, huh? 
not not normally unless you're pretty close with them. <laughs> wow. But. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering how do I get into SEO, I want to get a little bit more advanced. I might want to take on some clientele either locally or my family businesses or mine. This isn't for the faint of heart. You definitely have to have some patience. I can tell you that that uh, Connor here is a very chill guy. I can't see him getting mad or punching the screen or anything like perhaps I would, uh, even playing video games or something. I'm pretty close sometimes. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> that, that's fascinating. So how many hours does it take to optimize a page, um, you know, say to the first page like you did with the permanent makeup? I mean, I think it just depends on the size of the page. I mean, I, you can anybody can go and create a blog, and if you create it and you're optimizing it at the same time, you just kind of build that into your time. Um, it really doesn't take that long to create a page and optimize it. No more than, I mean, so if we're getting really technical, in terms of length of content, um, typically, like, And so however long it takes you to create that content and then optimize the, uh, the site is like, a, that's kind of what the optimization looks like. Um, it shouldn't take more than 45 minutes to optimize a page. Granted, if it's a huge page, it will take a long time. But I mean, in, in the permanent makeup case, that took several days. But once it's done, it's done. You've optimized it. And then it's a matter of just checking in with... Google AdWords um, with their keyword tool to make sure that those terms remain relevant as time goes on. And if they're not relevant, then you need to figure out what terms are being searched and relevant and adjust it uh, based on that. And you use Google Trends for that? No, actually, I use Google AdWords for that. So Google AdWords is really good in terms of uh, it's a tool that you use uh, to create ads and so you don't have to pay for an ad to use the keyword planning tool, but what it allows you to do is focus on the keywords and really optimize pages based on that. So, Wow. <clears throat> so when it comes to your business, you're putting in for some pages anywhere from 45 minutes to a couple of days. But whenever mm -hmm. you get this client, do they pay on a monthly basis? Yeah. So That's awesome. Everything is set up with a monthly plan. Um, then, then that's just because... I get better at this. I don't want it to penalize my ability to make money. If you get better and you get paid less, that doesn't make sense. And so, I mean, it's just as easy for somebody if I'm not doing a good job charging an hourly or not hourly. Um, if I'm doing, if I'm not doing a good job and I'm charging a monthly like rate, they can easily fire me and hire somebody else. So it's all about providing the best service you possibly can for your client. And so for me, it's just maintaining that and making sure that everybody's happy absolutely and for you as the business owner and the only one inside your business is that correct the more clients you get the more residual passive income you get in essence while also monitoring these these different websites you help to set up correct i mean the greatest thing about search engine optimization is it really does free up your ability to really work from anywhere and so really then the only big issue is that Anybody can do it. They just have to take the time to do it. So your competition can be there. There is a lot of competition in the field. But at the same time, if you do a good job and you really focus on the relationships that you have with people and providing them the best service and, and realize that their business is a huge part of who they are and what they do every single day, 
um, as long as you understand that and you're providing that service, then people will continue to work with you and you'll be able to build up that client base that, that you have. Absolutely. So two different aspects to your business. One's the sales, relational, communication, interaction portion. The other portion is the technical stuff. I think that fits well an individual like yourself um, in which can do both of those. That really narrows down the amount of people that are uh, have the uh, the ability to go into this, right? So your competition is very much dwindled. Do you know anyone else about your age or anything that's doing it uh, this same sort of business? Tons of people my age. I know some people that are older that do it, and so that's kind of the benefit. I mean, a lot of people, especially that are older, kind of assume that people that are our age, you know, mid, like 20s, in that range, uh, that we just are technically savvy. And so, um, you know, it's just something that we have to continue to research and study. There aren't tons of people our age that really do this. A lot of people that are older do it, but it's that assumption that, oh, you're younger, you're of that generation, like, you know what you're doing. And so for us, it's just a matter of making sure we stay on top of things and, and I mean, try to provide any kind of relevant information we can uh, if you are meeting with them. Absolutely. So has all of your business come through this word of mouth or relational before the actual work, or do you ever just walk into a place, see if you can do their SEO for them? So as it stands right now, the only thing that I've done is gotten clients through word of mouth. So I have a client, and then they, they mention it to one of their friends, and then they say to me, hey, I um, just wanted to let you know I passed your name along to this person. I'm like, okay, can I have their contact information? I'll reach out to them. And that's usually how it goes. Um, that's, I mean, it's really nice that that happens, that that's starting to happen. But at the same time, I'm going to be shifting into more of uh, I'm going to go out and actually talk to people about this and see um, especially with me being a senior this year and thinking about doing this potentially, it's uh, it's a little scary to think about. But at the same time, I know what I'm talking about, um, and I think that's anytime you're like specializing in a certain field, you kind of get to the point where you know it well enough that you can probably sell it. And as entrepreneurs, kind of thinking about um, running a business and being willing to take the risks and go and talk to people, you just have to go in realizing, okay, hey, if it's not them, you know, maybe it's a different business. If I go to 30 different businesses, odds are one might be willing to work with me. So it's just having that 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 just constant bounce back. I'm going to keep going for it kind of mindset. Sales is fun, but it's way more fun when you're the expert in the situation. And for yourself, positioning yourself not only as the expert, as an individual who has experience, fresh out of college, I think that's somewhat of a value add that you're also in the 20s because I think people will you know, be able to look at you and be like, this dude's on top of stuff. As well as being the owner of the business, all those things gives you the credibility to, I believe, really knock this out of the park. I think that's really cool, and that's going to be exciting to see. Maybe in a year or two, we'll have you back on the podcast, and you'll uh, you'll have be working with a hundred, you know, different agencies. Have like a staff of like two or three, all Grover, all Grover yeah, graduates. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. So, for someone that just started a website, that's kind of rough. That just kind of used Wix or 
you know, maybe Shopify. C- can you op- you optimize Shopify as well? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. And really what that looks like is just optimizing different products that you have. Um, and really it just boils down to what uh, text, what are you talking about underneath each one of the different uh, products that you're selling? So, I mean, uh, I mean, for your example, like with tea, uh, So, I mean, kind of making sure that each one of those different products has that content underneath it, regardless of what you're selling. If you go back to the basketball example, having that text underneath it that explains it, having alt text if you want pictures, having links that are helpful for the user, not just there because they need to be there, it really does make a difference. So, Fascinating. So the basics to it i'm really excited to learn this semester and i'm going to be implementing it into my tea business have you ever directly i know um you know you get you got that uh makeup permanent makeup uh business to get a lot more uh, gift card business through the years have you ever optimized something right to a product and what sort of you know value did that bring to that business so in terms of optimizing to a product, uh, the closest thing, I haven't necessarily worked with a company that's purely e-commerce that does a lot of sales on their own website. But I, what I do know is that um, I've worked with, like the piano company, for example, their whole goal is to try and get new um, families uh, to participate and be a part of their uh, lessons that they provide. And so in a sense, that is e-commerce in that you're trying to get people to essentially fill out a form. Once they fill out that form, then you can reach out to them and say, okay, hey, like we're giving you a call because you filled out our form. We want you, like clearly you're interested in piano lessons to some extent. Let me help you through this. And so um, I don't remember exactly what you asked, but just kind of trying to lay out a page in the most user-friendly way so that people feel comfortable enough to click their information um, or to click add to cart and then go to the cart and actually buy. Um, you know, Some of the th- different things you can do to track that, like in terms of Google uh, Analytics and being able to see where people leave your site, if you're losing a lot of people uh, in that transaction process, then there's something wrong and it maybe it needs to get smoothed out. And so kind of working through that and figuring that out is kind of maybe the direction I go. But just taking steps necessary to... to, to Make the process as easy as possible for users. Absolutely. So is it a lot of kind of checking Google Analytics, going back, editing things, seeing how that goes with the percentages uh, in terms of, you know, not bouncing? Uh, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, you can see so much more than I ever thought that you could. And I, um, I, especially this past summer, um, there's a new platform called Google Tag Manager. And you can essentially see... haven't been able to track before so we with this global business website um we're able to see where people were clicking on links and what and so for us that there's just a huge value that's provided with that in that you can see okay um specifically with this business we had um, 26 links for every single country focused on different countries and so a lot of people were looking uh for visas how to, what does the process look like for that? 
So what did we do? We created a page strictly for visas, and we tried to drive people to that page because that's where the single people were looking for. So you just adjusted and you tweaked it so that people are able to find that information they're looking for in the easiest possible way. And the easiest thing for us to do to validate it is to say, okay, where are people going with what we're providing right now, and how can we make it easier for them to find that information moving forward? Very cool. That visa, that's that's quite creative. Did you think of that? Um, honestly, it was just one of the different things that we were focused on. So we had um, visas, we had holidays, different like uh, social cues that you should be looking for, and uh, just a whole bunch of different things for those residents in every country. And so, like two summers ago, it was all about finding the links for those different things to collect everything. Rather than having to go to um, Comfort or, or Google or whatever you're looking for, it can all just be in one spot. Everything that you need to start a business in any country. So it's uh, it's something that's really very cool. I mean, you get to the homepage and you have a link to every every single country. And you just click on that country and it takes you to everything you would need. On the left, we have like all the different um, 26 links. In the middle, we have jobs in that country. And then... On the right is a forum, and so people can communicate with each other and ask questions. So just a really cool site, um, something that I think is a gap in the market and something that, that needs to be focused on. Wow, a lot of value through content within that site, it sounds like. Yeah, so just a lot of cool experiences when it comes to that stuff. What sort of perks do you get, you know, either personally, um, business-wise, for being the owner of this business um, in terms of, you know, maybe getting invited, learn, meeting tons of people, networking, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there have been some really cool opportunities just uh, within the different, op- like with this internship specifically. I'm still friends with both of the guys that I worked with. Um, I've been invited down. They, they just got a new office, so to go down and see where they're working and then like this past summer, we went and met. There's a huge digital marketing company on Facebook. It's called Fiona. So we actually went downtown and got to meet them and work with them on our project that we were working on and got to hear from some of their advice in terms of how to manage the site and how to make it the best that we possibly can. And so we weren't experts in Google Tag Manager, but they were. And so for us to be able to learn from them and use that moving forward, like that's a huge perk. They charged several thousand dollars for the service they provided us, and I got to be a part of kind of watching that happen and learning like what that looks like. So that's fascinating. <clears throat> so Connor, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate your input value. What what other closing value do you think you can uh, give to anyone looking to start a business or even looking at the SEO realm? you look ahead at kind of what the future looks like moving forward and trying to especially with digital marketing to look at what where are things going and it seems like right now with Amazon and the way everything's going everything's shifting online to some extent or shifting to app development and so i think for for each one of us kind of as we as time goes on here it's where where are things going and where can i be to best position myself 
to have an opportunity to potentially take advantage of that. So I just encourage you, if you have interest in this, to pursue it because there's just nothing cooler than than seeing results happen, not only for you in terms of like me managing websites, um, but to also see it benefit your client is just such a cool thing. And I think that's where I get a lot of the value of what I do with this. And so I just encourage you, if you have a passion for this or if you're interested in learning more, please go to YouTube and watch a couple of different videos that people have to say about it. And then ask around, ask at your school, ask friends um, that might be computer science or just specialize in doing things with websites, learn from them, learn from their experience, ask them how to do things. They're more than happy to share with you. And ultimately at the end of the day, you can take that with you and apply it, uh, whether it's your own business or whether you're working for a company, just to have that knowledge, um, is a huge selling point, whether you're just trying to get a job or whatever you're trying to do. So that'd be my advice. But yeah, thank you again so much for having me on the show today. Of I course, really of course. It. I really appreciate it. The value you just threw at me is ridiculous. I think people that are listening to this, whether they're in the SEO class right now or they've taken it in the past, are just going to be able to take a look at this and really see what they can do with their knowledge, what they can learn, as well as how they can really impact other people, other businesses while they're still in college. Very cool. So senior, yeah. Connor Grebe, thank yeah. you so much for having Always one question I asked at the end of the fishbowl. Absolutely. What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote is something that my dad always told me. Uh, and so he always says, rule number one, you're never as cool as you think you are. And rule number two is refer back to rule number one. So <laughs> there's my, uh, my quote. I absolutely love that. It's something my, my grandfather always told him. And I think it always is just something to keep you in check. I, regardless of what you do, like I, I play golf here at the school and some guys on the team love to like almost not idolize it, but it's something that they love to do. And, um, they make it a big part of who they are. And for me, I'm like, okay, Hey, that's great for me. I'm just swinging a stick and I'm hitting a ball. And I love that. But like, the same time like god put us here for a reason and um whether it's golf or whether it's something else i mean he's working through that and i don't have to build myself up on the fact that i play golf or that i blessed by god to do that um so anyway you're never as cool as you think you are so <laughs> <laughs> i love that i think i definitely see that coming through you in a way, I could know after you said it that, you know, this definitely goes with who you are, a very humble, chill, down-to-earth dude. Thank you so much again for having me. I really You're appreciate welcome, it. Connor. Awesome. So that's it for this episode of The Fishbowl.